It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to another episode of the 1871 podcast. And we've got something a bit different for you tonight. And I'm delighted to welcome two special guests from the Reading Royals ice hockey team in Reading, Pennsylvania in the USA. So a very warm welcome to Reading Royals Assistant General Manager Dakota Prosik and Creative Director Jack Curley. Thank you to both of us. Uh, thank you to both of you for joining us. How are you both? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for yeah, happy to be here. Great, Hi, to, great to have you on. And you're, you're five hours behind us so um earlier in the day for for you so we're in into the evening now um and in case the listeners are wondering why we've got representatives <laughs> from an ice hockey team on a reading fc podcast there are a few reasons so firstly dakota and jack are representing the reading royals based in reading in pennsylvania which we think is a good enough reason to have them on as guests um secondly we're really interested to find out what another sports club is doing to engage with its fans and its community especially as it's uh reading um albeit in another country and perhaps who knows reading fc could even learn something from the way a sports club in the usa is is doing things over there so the third reason we've got dakota and jack on as guests is to bring you something a little bit different because we like to do things different, don't we, Johnny? Absolutely. Um, and also, just to mention, you you have a lion as a mascot. So ours is called Kingsley. Yours is called Slapshot. <laughs> um, and just to say, I actually visited Reading in Pennsylvania many years ago. Um, so I was driving down from New Hampshire to Florida. I stopped in Reading on the way and I took a photo of me standing next to the Reading sign or someone else took the photo um, back in the days, long before smartphones that was. Um, so anyway, showing my age again. But anyway, what I would say is if you've never been to an ice hockey game and you get a chance, it's well worth a watch. So I was out in USA and Canada last year. Um, I saw two NHL games. Um, so firstly, I saw Toronto Maple Leafs beat Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Um, and then I was at Madison Square Garden to watch New York Rangers and they lost 4-3 against Edmonton Oilers, having been 3-0 up. 
So um, plenty of uh, plenty of goals in those games. So if you haven't seen ice hockey, I would recommend it. Um, now, by way of an introduction to Reading Royals, um, Reading Royals are an ice hockey team in Reading in Pennsylvania in the USA. And they currently play in the ECHL League, which I believe stands for East Coast Hockey League. Um, now, I I don't know if I've got this right, but I believe the ECHL is kind of one tier below the AHL, which is the American Hockey League. And that's a tier below the NHL. Um, and Reading Roars are currently third in the ECHL standings. So um, my first Good question boy. is, my first question is for you, Dakota. Did I, yep. have I got the summary right? Did I do that correctly? No, that was that was dead on. Well done. Okay, perfect. Well, <laughs> lucky, lucky that I did that. So <laughs> lucky think, guess, right? <laughs> so, so the it's the East Coast Hockey League. Obviously, USA is such a such a huge place. So, um, you know, you've got a kind of regional aspect there, apart from the NHL, of of course. Um, and Dakota, tell us a bit more about the level that Reading Royals play at and how that kind of compares to the AHL and, and the NHL. Yeah, I mean, with hockey, it's it's pretty similar. Um, I think 10 years ago, the ECHL was kind of a, uh, I'd say, a glorified men's league. Um, if people know what that is, it's basically your buddies on the weekend getting together, playing ice hockey. But um, now I think we have... I think we have six or seven players that are actually signed by the Flyers that are with us right now. And um, it, it's good to see the league has come a long way in the last 10, 15 years. So like you said, ECHL, uh, we deal with the AHL, which is the Phantoms, which is in Lehigh Valley, about 30 minutes uh, northwest of here. And then obviously the Flyers, the NHL, um, we're about an hour away from them. So it's a good hub here in Reading to Allentown to Philadelphia. I, I feel we have a good thing going. The affiliation has been great. I think the Flyers, we jumped on with them. I think it was 2016, and we were with uh, the Washington Capitals before that. But the Flyers have been good to us, and uh, things have been great. And when you mentioned the Flyers, that's the Philadelphia Flyers, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so um, so I believe how it works, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Philadelphia Flyers are are kind of your local NHL team, um, Mm -hmm. you know, relatively close to, to Reading. And it's almost like a, in a way, a feeder club. Does that how it works? So you kind of affiliated with them and you might take some of their players and, and then potentially some of your players might, might go on and play for them. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely how it works. We've had, I think we've had three players in the last three years actually make it to the NHL and play at least a game there. Um, so yeah, it definitely goes both ways. A lot of our guys, you know, if there's an injury at Lehigh Valley with the Phantoms, you know, they're going to take a guy or two and it's, it just all, all filters down and up kind of, you know, seamlessly, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jack come to you now and I'll let, let Johnny come in in a second, but could you tell us how the Royals part of the Reading Royals name come about? Because um we're you know we're the royals because we're in royal Berkshire, you know where windsor castle is and all that sort of, and i know you've been to windsor haven't you yeah uh, I have. so tell us uh tell us a bit about how you know how you became the royals so my understanding and dakota if i'm wrong let me know but our original affiliate when we first started 2001 was their first season of play 
was we were a LA Kings affiliate at the time. And so that, that kind of influences our color and our branding as well. So, you know, we, we kind of want to keep it that same vein of, of, you know, a, a King theme. So they went with, uh, went with the Royals. I like it because it's alliterative too. And, uh, Dakota, I'm not sure if there's anything else in the book to it, aside from the fact that, that we were a Kings affiliate at the time. Yeah, I know that's, that's kind of how it started. Cause we were originally the Columbus chill and then we kind of took the franchise over. Um, put it in Reading, and then yeah, you're right. The affiliate was LA Kings, and the Royals kind of just tie tie right into that. Uh, and tell us a bit about um, you know what's your kind of average attendance for for home games, Jack? Dakota, you're the numbers guy. You gotta you gotta come in on that one. I think I think we're around, uh, <laughs> we're averaging I think 3,400 ish throughout the season yeah. about a game. Yep, it's just under 3,500. Um, it's gone up steadily the past couple of years, which is good. Um, but yeah, we're right around that 3,500 mark right now. Yeah. Uh, and Jolly, do you, do you want to come in? Of what, what do you want yeah. to ask us? Uh, first of all, I'd like, I'd like to know what you know about us <laughs> as Reading FC. When, when have you kind of first heard of our team and, and what you know? So I kind of found out about y'all last year when I just went. So this is only my, my second season with the Royals. And just when I was doing some, you know, just some, some research and team work for it, and I, I came across randomly, oh, there's another team also called the Reading Royals. That's that's pretty interesting. <laughs> and then, you know, I saw I saw the lion mascot. I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's that kind of uh kind of matches a lot of stuff matches. I didn't even know that y'all were in the, even the county that you're in is, is a similar name, which is which is pretty fun too. Uh but and then, you know, the the other day I kind of just randomly fired off a tweet like Seem like, hey, at Reading FC, let's be friends or something like that. And a lot of fans caught on to it and been having a little bit of fun with that on the internet uh, since that happened. That's brilliant. No, it's, it's good to have the engagement with you guys. And, and like from like something like, like myself, I don't know how how does how does your uh, team run as in finance wise and uh, you know players? How many players do you have on you know a squad and uh, all that kind of stuff for somebody that doesn't know the game? like myself very well. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a 23 man roster. Um, so we have anywhere between 23, 26 guys. Um, you know, we pay the team pays them. Unfortunately, some other leagues you get the, um, the higher tier, like the NHL team will pay, you know, the East coast or the AHL guys, but that, that doesn't happen in our league, unfortunately. So we pay our guys, we pay housing. Um, I think we have 25 guys right now, but again, that changes, that changes drastically throughout the week with injuries and people coming up, going down and stuff like that. So, but it's around that 25 number. And do you have sponsors? Oh, sorry, Johnny. Go on. That's all right. No, do you have sponsorship and, and uh, backing and uh, from different companies? That's how it ticks over. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely have a sponsorship team uh, that does that work, but yeah, we, we have plenty of local sponsors and, I think last count was I think we have ninety six different sponsors and obviously they're all kind of in different different capacities, higher, lower and you know, different price ranges. But yeah, I think it's just over ninety right now. Brilliant. Uh, and Dakota and, and, and Jack, um just wanted to find out a bit more about your, your roles. Um so mm-hmm. Dakota, could you sort of tell us a, a bit about your role as assistant general manager, mm-hmm. you know, specifically for um Reading Royals, how that how that works and what that involves. 
Yeah, well, I'm the assistant general manager slash director of ticketing. So my focus is more on, you know, driving revenue, driving sales, getting people to the games. Um, that's been my main focus for the last couple of years. And, and like I said, over the last, I'd probably say three before COVID hit, um, you know, every year has gotten better and better. So um, the attendance is up. So that's that's really my main focus. We have the group sales department. Um you know, season ticket retention. I'm sure you got you guys have you know season ticket holders or or, or whatever they're called over there. Um, but yeah, that, that's the focus on my end, driving revenue. Obviously, I have a hand in marketing. I have a hand, you know, helping Jack game days, like all, all that stuff. It kind of kind of ties into one. Uh, and you know, as I mentioned, I I was at a couple of NHL games last year, and it's fair to say yeah. you do things a bit differently over there you know, with the entertainment and all that stuff. So, Jack, tell us a bit about your role as creative director. What does that involve? Yeah, so so that's that, that's really where I come in is I, I kind of, you know, when I started with, with the Royals, I, I talked with our GM, David, in, in Dakota, and I was like, you know, I, I really want to go somewhere where I can build a show, make it a really fun environment for people. And, you know, thank, thanks to the two of them, they've really kind of let me just run and, and do whatever I want and uh, – you know, it's it's all about trying fun new things in the games. So, you know, we had a snowball fight on the on with a bunch of ice on on our uh, on the field during during an intermission once. You know, uh, kind of just really trying to appeal to kids and family and show that it's like you know a fun environment that you can go and have a good time. It's it's not necessarily just about the hockey, but you know, we are fortunate that we've had a, quite a good team the the entire time I've been here too, and you know that that helps drive the interest in the team as well. Uh, um, and you mentioned um, the word family there. I was going to going to ask you, you how important is that for for you to be perceived in your community in 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 Reading there as um, a family friendly club? How much of a factor is that for you? Yeah, that, that's a, an important thing to us for sure because we 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 want to be perceived as you know we we are a hockey team. We are, we are perceived as. As 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 an athletic club, but we also want to be perceived as just a fun thing that a family can go and do, and you know. So we're not necessarily competing with the Lehigh the Lehigh uh, Phantoms and, and the Philadelphia Flyers, and you know, there's there's a baseball team here too. There's also a, a basketball team, and we're not competing with them as much as we're just competing with you know mini golf courses and movie theaters and stuff too. We want to kind of be in that same realm of a fun, enjoyable thing you can do, get get a night out with the family, have a good time and you know, be be around be around other people and be immersed in the community. Um Johnny, is... let you come back in now. Go on. Yeah, I was gonna say how how big's the population of Reading? So like you know your your fan base you'd be reaching out to Dakota, do you know? I think I, uh, I think Reading population's like just over forty, but in the metro that's I, I believe it's somewhere in the eighties, nineties, something like that, unless I look. And so it... it's not it's it's not, it's not the biggest population, but um, we we have a lot of good areas down here. Um, you know, five ten minutes away, so it's pretty. And what, and what you know to watch a game? How much is it costs compared? You know, over here it's twenty three pounds for watching football in the championship, which I'm not sure the exchange rate. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys are a little bit more expensive. I mean, where we have anything, it's a get from twelve dollars anywhere up to anywhere up to thirty bucks if you want to sit right on the glass. So kind of anywhere in that range, and we have obviously different pricing levels where you're sitting. So, 
And, and what do you make of We Are the Royals? I noticed you've had that playing now before a match. Our our uh, theme song. The song we love it over here. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Over. It's a great tune. You guys did a good job. I know Jack's been uh, he's been incorporating it into the uh, the game presentation. So it's been no, it's awesome. We love it. I think it's more popular over there than it is here. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to wanted to come in and, and ask you both about you know your your local community and and how you engage with with the fans in the local community. Um, you know how important. Is it for you, um, Jack or, or Dakota, whichever one of you two would like to answer this, but how important is your local community in Reading to the Reading Royals? I mean, I'll, I guess I'll jump in first, Jack. I mean, it's it's really everything. You know, if you don't have the community support, you don't have the buy-in, um, people just aren't going to come to games, right? So you got to get out there. Um, we do a ton of stuff, whether it's um, teddy bear toss, which we'll we collect teddy bears after a goal um, and donate it to local local charitable organizations. We, we've done an undie Sunday, which is um, packaged underwear after a goal, throw on the ice. Um, so that's always, that always gets a kick out of the community. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we do, we're going, I think in two weeks, we're going to help um, the local, it's called helping harvest kind of like a food drive to pack some boxes. And, you know, it, every week or two we're out, we're doing something and, you know, our games are normally tied into some kind of community theme, um, no matter what that is. Um, and how important, you know, if you flip it around the, the other way, how important do you think Reading Royals are to the local community? All right, Jack, I'll jump in again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think we're we're very important. We're we're playing downtown, so I mean, it kind of just it ties into parking revenue for the city. You know, hotel tax, all that stuff kind of ties in. So the team having thirty six games a year, it, it all kind of comes together. And you know, I I don't know if the building would be here if if we weren't here. Um, so it, we all kind of help each other and. Um, I mean, you know, it's great. We're definitely important in the community. So is the baseball team down the down the street. And just like Jack said, you know, we're something to do for a family, family friendly, come out to a game and, and have a good time for a night. Something that's really interesting about our fan base too. That I, I so I worked in minor league baseball for ten years before starting switching to hockey, and I've never seen a fan base for for any team that is like ours that is just so diehard and so genuinely mm-hmm. into the team. Because you get a lot of people that. I mean, in baseball, for example, you know, if you're if you're a Red Sox affiliate, you're probably a Red Sox fan first, but then, you know, you'll go watch the minor league team. But a lot of our fans, their favorite team is the Reading Royals. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like a lot of Flyers. I mean, there is a lot of Flyers fans because geographically they're close, but it's not like Flyers fans like, oh, well, I'll go see this. It's like, you know, the Royals are their favorite team more than the Philadelphia Flyers, more than the, 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 the Philadelphia Phillies or the Major League Baseball team in Philly as well. So you get you get a lot of that people that have you know been following the team since day one that are very diehard and are very invested in it. And you know we're we're very lucky to have a fan base that's like that 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 cares so deeply about the team. And and Jack, how how do you go about engaging with those fans? Because you you said that's really important to you. You know what 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 do you look at? Do you look at different ideas to engage with them, or have you got like a core strategy that underpins everything that you do to engage with with your fans? Well, you know, it's it's kind of important to keep in keep in mind that just all of these fans are different too. You know, like we do a lot of fun, silly things here. 
that people may not be into, but they hear for the hockey. So, you know, that, that, that's always enough for them too. And where a lot of my, my uh, interest will lie is, is, is trying to get that casual fan and show them a good time and have them come out. And, you know, hopefully you can convert that into a diehard fan that, that wants to come to every game by, by creating that fun environment. And, and how important is it for, for you as um, Reading Royals to, communicate with the fans because it's and one of the reasons I'm asking that question is that sometimes uh, in the last few years the the Red and FC fans have felt like there's been a, a little bit of a disconnect with the communication coming out from the club they just you know they care about the, the club they want to know what's going on they don't feel like they're getting much information so how important is it for for you um, and, and your fans that that you communicate with them and, and how do you do that yeah i mean p- part of my job too lies within i i run a lot of the social media and i you know i i make it a point i reply to pretty much every message and you know if, if there's something i don't know i'll call the code up and be like hey what what you know someone asked me this random question what's the answer to it i think being accessible is is really important and, and kind of makes your fans feel valued it makes them feel like they're being heard and and you know i think i think that kind of contributes to that buy-in of them continuing to be a fan when they, they feel appreciated like that and you, you've touched on this already but what are some of the sort of main things you do to engage with the the reading community as, as such um yeah i mean like like dakota said we've got a lot of a, a lot of our theme games you know we, we got 36 home games a year so we we try to to do a theme that can apply to you know different areas of our community. We have an autism acceptance game recently where we you know we we doll down the music and we we, we don't do our flashing lights and you know try to create a comfortable environment for everybody. And you know we we do a pride night to to, to uh, reach out to our LGBTQ community. We you know th- there's all these different little pockets of our community and, and it's really important to us that we touch every everybody uh, you know to some to some degree and make everybody feel welcome and I think you know through our through our theme nights through our group sales there's you know that that's kind of their approach to that. Johnny, um, what else do you want to ask? Yeah, no, I was going to say the one thing we have got in common. You had Undy Sunday and we had Pants Day as Reading fans a number of years ago. We had a protest against the team. Basically, everyone wore their un- brought their underpants and threw them on the pitch and waved them in protest because our team was doing so bad. So it's good, you know, there's a common connection. <laughs> but like, do you guys, you know, you say you play what so 36 home games, 36 away. So how long time frame is that you you're playing a season last? So we usually start right in mid October or so. I think October 15th was our first preseason game this year, and then they go until. Uh, playoffs this year start april 18th so you know you'll, it, every month kind of vary like february i think we had five games or something in march or five home games march this year we've got six we've got eight home games or something like that so you know every month kind of yeah yeah you, you have a busy month and you have a, a not so busy month sometimes and how far is your way how far do you have to go for your away games what's the you know for your support how, how do you organize that and, and do you get much away fans going to the, to the, those games so i think our closest team dakota you might have to help me out on this i think our closest t- team might be adirondack which is about adirondack new york that's i think that's four and a half hour drive maybe wow. the furthest one we have in our division is newfoundland which is i mean i think they got to take three for 
three flights and a bus ride to get there. <laughs> That's commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Do people go? Do you get a good following from your away games? Yeah, I'd say uh, I haven't been to one of our away games yet, but I'd you know we we have like we 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 are our booster club will do trips every now and then. I think they do three a year or something, so they'll they'll get a bus full of fans and you know they'll, they'll go to one of the closer ones that are you know maybe a four to six hour bus ride away. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, we thought Middlesbrough away was bad, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. We take it all back. We'll never complain yeah. now. Um, <laughs> Dakota, I want to bring you yeah. in now. Um, we, we talked about the relationship between the club and the fans and the community, but do you do your players get engaged with with your fans and your community, and and if so, how? And and then also the knock on effect of that. How does that benefit the fans and the club? Yeah, we got to players involved pretty much any way we can. We have a, a youth hockey association. Uh, we get the players out there on the ice with the kids. Um, obviously, I'm sure you guys do the same with, you know, hospital visits, helping out at the, uh, like I said, the food bank in a couple of weeks, players are going to be there. Uh, going to school, reading to kids, all that kind of stuff. We, we we try and do as much as we can. And the credit to the players, they're pretty open and the coaches as well. Um, just to kind of doing whatever we can that works around their schedule. And and obviously it's a huge benefit to us. I mean, we go out to a school, we bring a player, you're going to see, you're going to see five, 10 kids the next game that we're at that event. And, and you know, the, that player's their friend now and they're coming to watch them play hockey. And it's, it's awesome. We've done really good in the community the last couple of years with just planning events, getting out and making sure we're, we're doing as much as we possibly can just, just to get, you know some attention on us and and obviously it's it's just good good for the community as a whole uh, and and jack coming back to you um you, you've kind of you've sort of answered this question already really but i wanted to ask you a bit more about how you're competing with like you said not only the other sports that are, are available but all the entertainment you mentioned the mini golf um, so, so how how do you compete, or do you actually kind of collaborate with any of those those other forms of entertainment, those other sports clubs? Yeah, how does that all work for you in in your community? Yeah, well, you know, I, I did use that word compete earlier, which I feel like it's kind of a weird word to use, but I I am pretty competitive. I will, you know, I'll, I'll obsessively go around to other teams in the area, and you know, all, really all over the country, and I like to see what other teams are doing and see how they're engaging fans, and you know, I'll I'll see what I'm doing better. I'll see what what you know if they're doing something cool that maybe I could steal or something. And it's kind of a constantly growing process for me of trying to to keep to keep our fans on their toes and, and trying something new and. You know, very deliberate to never let it get stale. Like, you know, the the other day at our game, we I, for one of our intermission entertainments, like, what if we did a spelling bee? So we just gave our, our MC a host of of uh, words, and you know, let him host a spelling bee. We've never done that before, but we just random fun thing that we tried on the fly, and you know, to constantly keep these new games involved and and you know, you know, keep people on their toes. Uh, and to go to come back to you. Um... Mm-hmm. What happened with with Reading? And we had a lot of success. We had a, a Reading based owner uh, of the club, um, but since he he left, Sir John Madeski, we've had overseas owners. We've had um, owners from Thailand, from Russia, um, and kind of the the team hasn't done as well since then because the you know Sir John Madeski, he was a Reading man. He cared about the local community he cared about the club he put everything on a 
uh, a solid foundation. But there has been a feeling with a lot of the Reading fans that you've got the foreign owners coming in and they just want to buy a football club rather than having a passion for for Reading. How, how does the, the ownership model work there? And, and do you have local business people in, involved in the ownership or how does that all work? Uh, we're actually owned by the city. So it's a convention center authority. They own us and they, uh, they kind of run the arena here as well. So there's no real ownership group. It's uh, obviously a board of governors and, um, you know, they're, they're ultimately making the, the decisions that's best for the, not only the Reading Royals, but also the uh, Santander arena as a whole. Um, and, and also what, what would you say is one of your best tips in terms of whether it's ice hockey or football um, you know, what would be one of your best bits of a, advice, if you like, to, to Reading Football Club of of what a, a sports club, football club can do um, to engage with the community and, and the fans? What What's the most important part of that for you? Um, it's a good question. I, I think just being open and honest and being transparent as a sports club. I, I know you said... Um, the previous owner set a good foundation and it's sorry to hear that uh, it, it hasn't kind of continued with new ownership. And I think that's kind of everything, right? If you don't have good owners, um, things are, things are going to be bad, unfortunately. And if you're not engaging with your community and you kind of seclude yourself, people aren't going to come to games. You know, you have to be out there. You have to be front and center and present and doing whatever you can to get, to get eyes on you because people will forget about you. You know, it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, and Jack, come back to you and then then Johnny, you come back in again after this. But I just want to ask you if d- does it make your job easier um if if the team's doing well, if the team's winning, or or do do you feel like you've got that loyal fan base where you know they'll still come to the games even if you've had a run of defeats or you know what how does that affect your your job and, and how you do your job? Yeah, I think I think it definitely makes it a lot easier. That, that's something I thought about. You know, we, they've been good for both the seasons that I've been here, so pretty lucky in that. But uh, you know, I can imagine that if the team is not playing well, it's it's pretty difficult to to you know to throw up a make noise graphic on the gra- on on the video board if you're losing four one and you know no one <laughs> it feels like nobody cares. So to know that there's real stakes at every game and that people are are paying attention to what's going on and, and know what's at stake, I think really helps helps that level of fan engagement. Johnny, over to you. Yeah, just interesting. Would you would you be open to forming some sort of link with a football club here? Like because I think it's a very positive thing. It's Reading Royals. It's the Reading. You know, like there's opportunities there to grow, isn't there? Like we've already had that interaction as fan bases for both sides. Um, you know, what could you see that developing and and doing something with it? Because I think there's you know. The, the world's such a small place now. Um, yeah, and there's there's only yeah. well, well, there's only there's only two royals. There was one, but there's definitely two now. So, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I know Jack. You know, since he started jumping on the social media bandwagon with you guys, I mean, we had we had your game up on the video board here yesterday, and we're watching it. And um, you know, you can definitely consider us fans. And yeah, no, absolutely. We talked about already about having a Reading a Reading uh, FC night here next year and, uh, you know, trying to push that a little bit. And I think it, I think it's great. You know, I, I love it. I'm all about it. 
We're doing an exchange program. <laughs> I think it's just it's just fun too. It's just you know the, the yeah, fact that I think the only re- the reason you know I know that the day that I initially tweeted at at Reading FC was was a not a good news day for you, but I think that kind of played into our <laughs> favor, where it kind of got that tweet a little bit more attention than it probably would have. And I think I've gotten probably two or three hundred followers just. You know, every time I look at the new followers thing, it's all like people that are, uh, you know, from the UK and it's kind of funny to see. And, you know, the, the interaction is fun, too. If, you know, the, the Royals scored on on Friday, you know, in the first minute and a half in the game or something. And we've got a Reading FC fans like, oh, I'd like to see that kind of attack from Reading FC on Saturday. You know, it's just yeah. it's just fun to engage with. It's just, you know. The problem is we're, we're not that quick. None, so we've got one, <laughs> one or two players who, who, are, who are all right, but um, none, none of them are that quick. I've, I mean, it's it's sometimes a bit difficult to keep up with ice hockey because you're looking, your eyes are, are looking at one part of the ice and then next thing the, the puck's like, somewhere else so it can be it's a very fast game um but yeah I think like like I said the two games that that I saw last year in the NHL it was 5-2 and 4-3 so that's fairly typical isn't it yeah yeah absolutely And, and like you said I mean that's my best piece of advice there is go watch a hockey game live if you haven't because it's a much different game when you're there and it, it looks insane on TV with the camera moving left, right, left, right, real quick. When you're there, everything kind of slows down a little bit and you can see the plays develop and you can see things going on that you're not seeing on TV. And it's, it's, it's an awesome experience coming to a hockey game. Can you watch your games on from, from over here online? Do you have access or would be able to watch? Yeah. You can plug that for you too, because it'd be great to watch. Might actually see a team win for once. Yeah, Yeah, we actually partner with um, Flow Sports, so you can go on there and you can actually purchase like a season ticket or a season pass through them for the full season. Or I believe, I believe now you can buy just individual games too as well. And we also our our radio broadcast is streams for free on Mixler. Our uh, direct communications, Eric Jesperger, does a a great. really great broadcast if you want oh, just brilliant. the audio and, and, and jack what uh what can the reading fans the, the reading fc fans here do if they want to kind of start following the team what's the what's the website address and and what can they do to follow the team yeah we've got all our information our, our website is, is royalshockey.com you know and you know, we're, we're posting about all of our stuff on social media. We're, we're posting highlights and, you know, it's kind of a good place to jump in and, and see what's going on. We've got, we've got different stuff going on, you know, every, every game, every home game at this point. And there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to see what's going on. Do you have um, any famous fans? Do you have any? One oh you? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We We definitely have a few of them. Uh, I mean, right up the top, we have a guy, his name's wild bill. Uh, he comes out, he screams at the games, especially on, um, on like a Wednesday night over here when the crowd's a little bit lighter, you can hear him up and down the I can hear him from my office, honestly, if he, if he's yelling at the team. So, um, I, we have a couple others, none jump out, uh, to me right now, but we definitely have a few fans that are very well known by, by everybody. Oh, the Briscoe Disco Jack, Jack, hit him with that. We've got our uh, there's a local guy around here that will uh, 
he comes in all the games in a, a bright orange shirt and he has his one dance move where he goes like that as fast as he can and we put him on the video board and you know you, you get the whole stadium doing it it's, it's really funny sounds great <laughs> and what um what, what's the sort of current situation with with the games who, who have you got coming up and um you know what's it looking like for you for the for the playoffs so yeah, coming up, the the team's away right now. Sorry, Jack. The team's in Newfoundland. Um, they, they play three games this weekend: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then we come back next weekend. We have Friday, Saturday, Sunday games at home ourselves. We play the Atlanta Gladiators. And then, um, as far as the playoffs go, I mean, we're in a pretty good spot right now, uh, third place in the division. Uh, it, it's pretty much. I don't want to say set in stone because anything can happen, but it looks like we'll probably match up with Maine in the playoffs in round one. They've got a good team. And then, um, yeah, the winner of Newfoundland and the Lions, I guess, after that. Hopefully we get through round one. And and the, for both of you, actually, I'd, I'd sort of like to hear um, both of you sort of give your view on this. What's the, um, what's the situation with um people in you know whether it's reading in pennsylvania or, or wherever in the in the us in terms of football or obviously soccer as you call it over there is are you aware that the the game's growing in popularity in in the us yeah i i believe so i, I believe hockey has grown in the us i mean we're not we're not at basketball levels we're not at football levels and we're not at baseball levels but i mean we're hockey's definitely the fourth fourth in the uh the running for major sports but i mean it, it does grow every year um hockey being back on espn that's a big thing over here to to kind of help grow the sport and and get more eyes on it but um it's not the most popular sport that's for sure but it's it's definitely on the right track and what about um i was thinking about the the um American kind of sports fans in terms of following football or, or soccer, what you, you know, how how is um, uh, how's that going in terms of you know, are there more people now interested in in, in football, whether it's you know in in the UK or around around the world? Is is that growing in popularity in the US now? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, we got the uh, there's a major league soccer team here. Uh, again, in Philadelphia, called the Philadelphia Union. They were just in the championship uh, in the past year. They lost, but you know, they, I know they they do pretty well for attendance. I, I I know there's like pockets of of it too that you know some areas do do better than others. I'm I'm from New England, from the Boston area, so our our team there doesn't draw too well. But if you get out into like the Pacific Northwest, like you know Portland, uh, Seattle, L.A., like those teams are, are drawing huge crowds. Yeah. So you know there, there's and and I know they're adding teams too in in, in the league. I think uh, I think Charlotte just got a team in the past year, so that that's definitely a fast growing that level is fast growing and, and johnny bring bring you back in now and anything else you want to ask yeah what's your what's your ambition for the reading royals what's your long-term goal where can you go and how far do you see you going realistically um are you talking in terms of team this year team and and club and and general yeah like you know as a, as a you know where, where yeah, you want I mean, it to be? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I, t- team wise, we we want to win the Kelly Cup. That's that's kind of our goal there. I, we've got a pretty good team. I mean, just goal goal as a whole. I I would think it, it goes back to I I think what we were saying all podcasts. You know, just be in the community, um, share share what we have to offer, um, get people to our games, and and just you know continue to self sustain and, and be efficient. I mean, I'd love to see you know, five, 6,000 people in the building every night. I think we're building towards that. Uh, it's definitely a long process, but you, you look 20 years ago when we first opened, I mean, the building was sold out every night with 7,000 people in it. So obviously that's the goal at the end of the day. We want as many fans to come out as possible. And, and you know, like we just talked about, grow the sport because it's uh, it's one of the ones that need that needs help growing for sure. I'm just going to just going to finish up now, Johnny. I want to ask uh, both of you, Dakota and Jack, um, for a score prediction for our next game. We're at home, <laughs> Millwall. Um, so Millwall are higher up in the in the table than us. Can we have a score prediction? Firstly, from you, Dakota. Um, what's uh, what team are you guys playing? So we play. So Reading are at home to Millwall, and Millwall are, uh, are having right. a better season than us. <laughs> a better season, huh? Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil for the home team. Good man. Good stuff, Jack. How about you? I'm going. I'm going three nil Royals. Uh, we we affectionately call our team the, the Roy Boys sometimes. So, right. so three nil Roy Boys. So look, we used to be positive like this once, Mark. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be following the the Reading Royals from now on. That's that's for. That's for sure, and hopefully you guys will be following Reading FC Royals uh, as well. So um, that's it for this episode. Our next episode is our Reading FC quiz, which is available anytime to listen to from 10 a.m. on Sunday. And up next, as we've just said, for Reading FC is the home game against Millwall on Saturday. So all that leaves me to say for now is thank you ever so much to our special guests, Dakota and Jack from Reading Royals. So I've got even more reason this time to finish off by saying, come on, you Royals. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.